The holidays aren't a sleigh bells and mistletoe. They're also airports, shopping malls and dining tables crowded with people. So, uh, some you're glad to see only once a year. Give yourself the ultimate gift of a stress-free holiday with Next Evo Naturals, fast-absorbing CBD products. Next Evo's stress CBD complex gummies and clinically proven to have four times better absorption than the standard CBD. No other CBD brand can promise that. I had some people over for the holidays, bloody family and friends, <laughs> which is normally pretty stressful, but I popped some uh, Next Evo CBD gummies and before that, yeah, I just started to like the people. Yeah, you feel stress-free. started to like them. They go, it's totally stress-free. Yeah. Next Evo Smart Absorb technology delivers CBD to your system in, in as little as 10 minutes, unlike other CBD brands. Regular CBD oil works more slowly because of how our bodies process oil-based ingredients compared to water-soluble supplements. And regular CBD only activates 2 to 10% absorption. So over 90% of what you're taking goes to the waste. Nothing. Smartzorb upgrades CBD's natural absorbent power. It's scientifically formulated to deliver more CBD fast. The only brand, brand clinically proven to deliver 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. Help fight holiday stress with Next Evo's Natural Stress CBD Complex Gummy featuring ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. Clinically proven to reduce stress by 70%. Ashwagandha and CBD <laughs> work together to sort <laughs> to target the source of rising stress hormones like cortisol. Cortisol. Next Evo is the only brand that combines a natural patented Home whole plant ashwagandha that's eight times more powerful than regular ashwagandha. Believe me, than regular <laughs> ashwagandha and their hundred percent U.S. hemp-driven smart-sorbed CBD with four times absorption than standard CBD. That's wild. Get smarter CBD from Next Evo Naturals and get up to twenty-five percent off subscription orders. Of $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast. Promo code IDK. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com slash podcast. Promo code IDK. Xbox. PlayStation. The wheel. What was invented first? You might find out. And I don't know about that with Jim Jeffrey. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, how you doing? The answer's the wheel. Mm. Oh, is it? And then I don't know which... I think it was the, the PlayStation was before the Xbox. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, the PlayStation before the Xbox. I had a PlayStation yeah. back in the day. I did that because, you know, it was Christmas time, isn't it? Christmas time. You were listening to probably around Christmas and uh, your kids, you're probably sitting at home going, oh, I want a PlayStation 5. Ah, they're fucking sold out. Yeah, you're not sold getting that. Out. You're going to find out if your parents love you or not real quick. <laughs> well, what's the difference between that and the four, though? What's the big... I, the, the load time is meant to be a lot quicker and it's a pretty swanky looking controller. Yeah, a controller that has it puts resistance on the triggers that it can be programmed to replicate like a gun trigger or whatever 
it's used for in the game. Okay, uh, so kids will get better at shooting real guns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. thing Perfect. that was missing. Yeah, yeah. that was the thing that was missing. <laughs> and you can somehow play your PS5 through your PS4 through the internet or something crazy like that. It, it's madness, the PS5. Yeah, madness. You name two <laughs> things. Oh, the innovations are like... <laughs> load time. Yeah. <laughs> load time and trigger buttons. <laughs> How's everyone doing? We all had a good week. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. How are you? What's your segment today, Jack? We just came back from Phoenix. We just came back from Phoenix. Great show. Oh my God, Jack great, killed. Great show. Great show. Uh, Forrest is in the uh, intensive care unit with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's segment is I do know about that. Maybe. Uh, now I know about that. Maybe. You have a theme song for See, that? I had it as now, but you said I do know about that. Now earlier. I know about that. Maybe. There you go. That's our theme song. Okay. No one sent it in yet. Yes, no. Yes, I no. don't know. Can you repeat the question? Oh, it's Macklin Middle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today's topic is Strongman right. from episode 22 with Martins. Leeches? I got to reach out to Martin. I got to reach out to Martin. Have hey. you guys been texting? How you doing? Oh, not lately, but how you doing, Martin? We're going to have you over when the COVID's over. <laughs> this is how you're reaching out to him on yeah. the podcast? Yeah, Come on, ask when the COVID's over, man. I want to see him squat you in the backyard. Oh, yeah, that'd be yeah, good. Yeah. He can crush the COVID with his bare hands. Oh. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it. That's I want to see him squat over me in the front yard <laughs> so the world can see. <laughs> All right. First question. What are the five competitions? Uh, the five competitions, or the five the strongman competition, the, the five events, five events. Five well, events. then we, we we found out there was more than five. Yeah, but they gave me at least the, five. Yeah. Okay, I'll read you the five then that we talked about, and then you can name me what they are. There's the one where they throw the kettlebells over the over no, the. He's pole. gonna read you the five because okay. there's more than five. All right, all right, yeah. just read me five. Farmers walk. Uh, the farmer's walk is where you um, get like a whole lot of, like you lift up a car or something like that. And you walk along with it like that on your side. This one you pitched it should be called the shopping bags event. The shopping, yeah. the shopping bags is where you pick up heavy little things yeah. on your no, side. No, no, that's, no farmer, this is, that's farmer's that's walk. Farmer, this is farmer's, what you pitched it should be called. Oh, yeah, shopping you pick bag. up big weights and then you, you walk as far walk as you as can. Walk as far as you can. Yep. Yeah. There but it go. works with the. You're the, supposed yeah. to Jack. You're supposed to say wrong, and then you say the yeah, right. But the car is the same thing. It's the same motion <laughs> and the same pickup, and it's a bit of a walk. Now, because the car is a whole thing. Okay. Second one, McGlashan stones. Are they the stones you have to put on the pillars? Yes. Mm -hmm. Thanks. <laughs> Hercules hold. Uh, Hercules. Oh, is where you got to lift um, uh, something above your head, like the big picture of Hercules. No, that's when you hold on to the fact that you're. I forget. Yeah. It's when you're holding on to two <laughs> posts that could fall over and you hold them as long as possible. Oh, I okay. call them like a grip. Yeah, totally nice. forgot what my joke was going to be in the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good podcasting here. Pole pushing. Pole. I forgot. It's where you push a pole. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. It's, 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 where, yeah it's where you push a Polish person <laughs> and tell them they're stupid within jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your joke in the episode big. was that yeah. that's what started uh, World War Two. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> But the uh, the competition, it's like sumo wrestling where there's two guys, uh, one on either side of a log, and you try to push each other out of the circle. Uh, okay. I just thought of something good for this. Next time we do this thing, you should actually ask Jim if you can remember what his joke was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one, the crucifix. Crucifix is, is uh, where you hold yourself like that. Hold, hold heavy weights with your arms <clears throat> extended out like a crucifix. Ding, ding, ding. 
And then where's the kyber toss? And where's the one where you threw the... Uh, the, the you threw in kyber toss, but... The cowbells over the pole and all that type of stuff. Oh, all right. So he yeah. knows his shit. There was kyber toss, but it wasn't in the five, so I ignored it. That was um, maybe the most lackluster thing you've done on the show ever. Now, that, that, that's the only questions you have? No, I have more. Oh, wow. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I have for events. Oh, okay. okay. Right. I have other okay, questions. Let's move on. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Who tends to win the strongman competitions? Men. <laughs> strong guys. Uh, it's, it's, it's a strong lot of guys. Uh, strong guys. Muscular, uh, muscular. People with a hookup for steroids. <laughs> um, and uh, it's normally uh, Eastern Europeans are very, very big into it. And there's one other that also wins a lot. Uh, Americans, Buck, Buck Rogers. Buck Davis. Buck was Davis. It? Yeah, there you go. Damn, pretty good. Uh, you also said there's one Australia guy named Gavin. Who was backpacking in the area and decided to give it a go? We're always backpacking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's around going, oh, it looks pretty heavy, but you know, you never know until you try. <laughs> I think in the Olympics, the guy was backpacking too. He was always, always backpacking. Yeah, that's what Australians do. We're yeah. everywhere. We're, we're 20 million, 23 million people or whatever. And anyway, any, any corner of the earth, there's some Australian bloke standing there going, yeah, I just came over here and I never left. <laughs> Um, last question. How oh. many calories per day does the average strongman eat? 6,000. That's very good. It's five to 7,000 calories. That's, Mar- that's what six is, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Martin says that, because um, in the episode you referenced Michael Phelps eats like ten to 12,000 calories. He says that's bullshit. He says it's bullshit. That, that he just thinks they're all liars. They're all liars. All the swimmers. All the swimmers. All the swimmers are fucking, fucking lies. What, do you remember where Martin Leaches is from? Uh, he's from Poland. Mm-mm. Oh God, he's from. Uh, I don't remember he, either. I think he, it's Slovenia. He came out here as a little. I was say Bulgaria. Yeah, he came but, out here as a little Eastern European but he country. Can, but he, he came can, out here as a small child. He competes yeah, he's as been, American. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's been on the East Coast since he was a kid. Yeah. Latvian. Latvian. Yeah. Latvia. Corner boy. Way to go, Manuel Rodrigo. Yeah, Spanish guy. Come Thank in. you very much. <laughs> Wow, your voice has changed. <laughs> uh, that's right. Luck. I thought that was Luis. Uh, no more questions. That's it. All right, let's start an ad. <laughs> start an ad. People, ad companies pay for the show. <laughs> they think this is a viable thing to sell their products, and boy, are they right. Mm, good transition. Do you like chefs? Yeah, I like food. Do you like things that are green? I'm, I'm looking at your book right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a green book. Yeah, Green book? You're going to love this next promo. Good movie. <laughs> green Chef. <laughs> green Chef is the first USD certified USDA. organic. USDA. Oh, God. Look, that's going to help. <laughs> what did you say? Like, everywhere else in the world is like this. Ooh, American regulated food. <laughs> what um, did you say, though, before? USD. USD. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a whole different no, organization. U- USD is the uh, is the American one. USDA is the is the Canadian. No, uh, USDA is American. No, USDA. USDA. Get it? Oh, get get it? Here. Certified <laughs> organic meal kit company Green Chef makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, I got I didn't bring my glasses today. I got to hold it back a bit. Keto. Whether you're paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier. There's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. You mean diet or preference? I mean, it's like, when it, Green Chef, I want to ask you this. 
well, what if you uh, what type of person who just binge eats until they get really fat and then starves themselves for a few days so they can keep their weight for TV? Have you got a plan for this guy? Yeah. Uh, ingredients, for that one. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. Mostly prep. They do good. They cut up the mm-hmm. onions. They cut up. Yeah, you the don't vegetables. want it cooked in the box. You yeah, want yeah. They're mostly prep. They cut up the onions. They cut up the vegetables, and then sometimes just a cow will show up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah, but yeah you're <laughs> like, oh, I wish they prepped that. That's the hardest bit. <laughs> you got to sign Some for people the cow. like slaughtering their own. And then your wife comes in and goes, "I could do with a new jacket." And you're like, "I'm on it." <laughs> Perfectly prepped, mostly prepped, so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Green Chef is the first ever and only, no one's replicated this, keto meal kit on the market. It makes sticking to a low-carb lifestyle easy with recipes averaging only 14 net carbs each. Yeah, I like to eat... I don't like the, the if you're trying to count carbs. Like I hate looking at the back of boxes because then people see you looking at the back of boxes and then they know you're counting it. And then I'm, I'm at the stage where I'm just counting meals. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just. Like, I was going to say they realized I've had 14 meals today. <laughs> triple lunch. I was going to triple dinner. I was going to say they realize you're fat, but I guess they realize that anyways. Green Chef is mostly sustainable. Uh, Thought mo- you're going to support not me. On mostly. That. You're not going to support me on that one, guy. I guess that was what you're supposed to say. You we were just going to let that slide. You look, you look really good. You're doing really well. So, uh, Green Chef. I'm going to interrupt you three more times. <laughs> Green Chef <laughs> is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. Mm. So you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. You go, oh, I feel good about this. I'm enjoying it. Now, all jokes aside, we've been taking the piss. They're very good. What meals have you had out of there, Forrest? I don't remember. Okay. Because <laughs> he had them all. He put them in a bowl. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I I'm like doing a- the keto meal plan because that's I have have yet to find one of these boxes that does keto, so I'm excited I know, but there that. was one that I ate. And then that- when you lose loads of weight and you come in here in a bikini, I'm going to go, keto, oh, no, like that. <laughs> keto, no, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was say, there, 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 there was one meal that I ate that I, I forget what it was. I'm looking it up now. I think it was a chicken... All right, come back, oh. come back to me. Okay. Green right. Chef is so easy <laughs> that I can have my son help me out in the kitchen without worrying he's going to screw up dinner. I'm like this. I'll go, I'll be in charge of the salad. Hank, you go boil water. <laughs> Here's a machete. <laughs> go to greenchef.com slash I don't know 90. I don't know 90. Why are you asking? Why is there a 90? Why isn't the code? Just I don't know. Because when you use the code I don't know 90, you get $90 off, including free shipping. $90 off. Really bloody, good. Bloody uh, I got it here. This is the one. There was two of them. The smoky chicken sandwiches, like a smoked chicken. And then this one, maple carrot power bowls. It sounds weird, but I really like carrots. Cook carrots. So that was a really good one. Sure, that's really going to help people. Well, <laughs> well, we all know something more about you. <laughs> Go to greenchef.com slash I don't know 90 and use the code I don't know 90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Green Chef, Green Chef, <laughs> the number one meal kit for eating well. Black and t- tilapia. <laughs> let's start the show. Um, all right, let's introduce our guest. Please welcome to the show, Jerry Bowler. G'day, Jerry. Good A. A. <laughs> All right. So I've already figured out that Jerry's not Australian. So yeah. But did you notice the extra A? I uh, put the A on. Oh, mm-hmm. he's Canadian. Yeah, there Indeed. you go. Uh, we solved and, it. And I'm going to say it, it, it harks back. Okay, we have to we have to 
Judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yes, no. Yes, no. Yes, no. Judging a book by its cover. Yeah, we need to figure out a better way to get into the theme song. Oh, people, judge, yeah. people love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, Jerry Bowler, okay, so you go back to the old days when everyone was named after their occupations, like a smith was a blacksmith and a cooper made barrels. I'm going to say that Jerry's a bowler and we're talking about bowling. No. no okay. Not, all right. Then I'll have to. Ask well, him. I mean, he might bowl, but even we're not talking about bowling. Professional bowler. Yeah. Okay. Not a prof- Okay, Jerry. Uh, you're a Canadian. I've I've gone. I, I've decided. Um, very good. Yep. Yeah, for Canadian. Um, oh, so, what the Canadians into? Um, <laughs> do 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 you write books, Jerry? I do. Yes. Uh, are they educational or or fictional? Uh, they're highly informative, I would say. Highly informative. So they are okay. So they could be instruction books. They're the most informative of them all. The, <laughs> the IKEA instructions. That's, yeah. That one there is step one. Yeah. Have you got an Allen key? Um, okay. Highly informative. Uh, is it is it something that is informative to a broad spectrum of the public, or is it a very niche market? No, it's it's pretty broad. I'd say it's almost global. Almost global. Um, oh, almost global. Almost global. Um, do, do do your books involve uh, science? No. Well, occasionally, but not much. Okay. Okay. Occasionally, but not much. Um, uh, are your books? Do your books better mankind? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Oh, all right. right. You know what I always like to give you? You really are. You really like this topic. I really like this topic. Yeah. It betters mankind. Yeah. Uh, are they cookbooks? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. You always so say. That's, that, that's fitting. Cookbooks you, are informative. They're global. They better, they better mankind. mankind. Yeah. You always say porn when I give you that hint, by the way. So I'm glad that you went with food finally. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. A, a better <laughs> hint is you just commented on my sweatshirt. Before we started, it's Christmas time. Normally, you'd give me a tree. It's Christmas. You, you write books on Christmas. Yay. Um, <laughs> yes. Jerry Bowler grew up in Western Canada and earned a PhD in history from King's College in London, England, with a dissertation on Protestant political theory of the Tudor period. He is a historian with eclectic interests. His publications range from academic texts on the 16th century Europe to the connection between Aristotle and professional wrestling. But for the past few decades, his focus has been on the social history of Christmas. He taught for 25 years in the history department at the University of Manitoba and is now a senior fellow at the Frontier Center for Public Policy, a Canadian think tank. Here are some of his books. Uh, Europe in the 16th Century, The World Encyclopedia of Christmas, God and the Simpsons, The Spirituality of Springfield. I like that. Santa Claus, a biography, Christmas in the Crosshairs. The World's Greatest Christmas Stories, The Kindly Curmudgeon, and True Obedience, Tudor Protestants, and the Resistance to Tyranny. Okay, just before we start doing this, uh, if you have kids in your car, please turn the podcast off <laughs> because we're going to be saying some things. <laughs> we're going to be saying some things because uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't say You think it. people listen to this podcast with kids in their car? My, my not, nephews uh, <laughs> will catch it every yeah, yeah, Hey, yeah. Kelly's on the radio. Well, yeah, not good parents. Not, not <laughs> great parents. I'm going to drive. I know how to handle that. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because I was on radio once. I was talking about like when I was going to tell my son that, that Christmas, um, Santa didn't exist, and they, they cut me. They went, no, you can't do that because that, we get more complaints yeah. for that than anything else. And if you if if you didn't switch the radio off just then, before I told you this, that's it's on you kids. You There's, no There's no Santa. There's no Santa. Yeah. 
Jerry, uh, can you please tell us, like, how did you shift into Christmas as a, as a speciality? Well, my specialty was 16th century theories about assassination. Mm, 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 mm. I see. Natural Nixon. No way to spend a lifetime. (laughs) Uh, So I brought a little Christmas quiz to a party and everybody said you ought to write a book about it. So I did. I wrote several. I hear that the assassination uh, festive month is March. Is that correct? Well, certainly the Ides of March, uh, <laughs> 44 BC, yeah. All right, Christmas. I, I, and I have to compliment you. You've decorated your place very Christmassy. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be all in this, this year. Canadian understatement. We, we don't, we're not flashy people. Uh, he's in Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I've, I've performed in Winnipeg. I know. Yeah. That was it. I told him yesterday that some guy tried to fight me in a bar there after one of your shows. So yeah, that's, that's uh, it's quite possible. It's, it's, there's not much more to do. It's very cold. No, that's, that's a national sport. <laughs> okay, um, here's what we're going to do, Jerry. I'm going to ask Jim everything he thinks he knows about Christmas. We're going to ask him some of the questions that uh, we've provided. And then after he's done, um, you're going to grade him 0 through 10, 10 being the best on accuracy at how well he did. Kelly's going to grade him on confidence. I'm going to grade him on et cetera. Uh, zero through 10, lump of coal. I love Christmas. I don't know if I know a lot about it, but I like I like Zero through Christmas. 10, lump of coal. Lump of coal. Uh, 11 through 20, you get one shoe. One shoe. 21 through 30, two shoes. Ooh. <laughs> That's a callback to our Hanukkah yeah. episode. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what is Christmas? Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Christ. It happens once a year on December 25th. Christmas Eve is the day before. Uh, <laughs> Didn't ask you about Christmas Eve. What, okay. what happens is there's there's uh, you, you you it's meant to be a religious thing, but uh, for people like me who are atheists and didn't grow up in a religious family, we we still celebrate Christmas because you get kids get presents mm-hmm. delivered by a fat man in a red suit who rides a sleigh with reindeers that fly him. Uh, to all the destinations of the different houses. The way he does it in time is because he goes against the rotation of the earth <laughs> like Superman did in that episode mm-hmm. where he turned back. Thing. Oh, I think he just does it in time zones and goes through. Australia gets Christmas first. The only country that gets Christmas before Australia is New Zealand, and that's not a real place. How far back does the origins of celebrating Christmas go? Well, Christmas. so we, we, if, if we're to believe in the religious calendar that the birth of Christ was uh, 2000, 2020 years ago, but um, I assume that we that, that, like they didn't celebrate it the next year. They didn't go, hey, remember last year when that, <laughs> that baby was born? Someone get me a tree, <laughs> pronto. Um, uh, so I'm going to say it was probably be uh, 500 years after Christ. Okay, it's 500 years after Christ. So that would put, I'm not even doing the math yet, 15 or 520? AD. Yeah, 520 AD. 520 AD. Okay, and then, like, what's the story of? I know you kept going on the Santa Claus. Okay, so what happened was there was there was this woman named Mary, right? And she was shagging around, and she didn't want to admit it. So she said there was no. I don't know that. Uh, So Mary was visited by an angel, and the angel came down and impregnated Mary. Mm -hmm. Came down and just put a baby in her, and then she went off to Joseph and just went, "Hey, I'm pregnant," and he's like, "What? But we haven't even had the sex yet." And he, she's like, I don't know what happened. And he's like, I'm a good guy. I'll take care of you. Right. So then what happened was they were living in um, Jesus of Nazareth, 
right? They were living in Nazareth, I believe. I'm going to say Nazareth, maybe move there in his teens. But he was living in Nazareth. And then there was a thing with the census where they said that everybody has to go back to the original town of birth to be counted or whatever. And so they got on a donkey. They got a pregnant woman on a donkey because you don't want the census to be mixed up, do you? Right? So they ran off to Bethlehem. Right now, in Bethlehem, there was no more. All the hotels for the census were all booked out, right? And you know, you should rock up to a hotel. There's people waiting in line and check out, right? And they're like, Have I got my room? And they're like, Yeah, you've got a room. And they're like, Cha ching. And then there's like a heavily, heavily pregnant woman behind them going, I might be giving birth. And rather than saying, I will give up my room and I'll sleep in the barn, they, they looked at the woman and went, Sucks for you. <laughs> right. And the guy said, There's no room at the inn. And so they had to go into the, 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 the barn. What's the uh, manger? Mm-hmm. Right. The manger at the back with all the animals and that type of stuff. She gave birth. They never really harp on about whether it was a long labor or not. I think it was a pretty easy birth. The woman had been riding on a donkey for two days. Um, so so she, she gives birth. And then there's a star, a bright star that that rose, uh, that was above because the, it was the son of the Lord was born. And, and all the shepherds and stuff looked at the star and they walked towards it, which we all know doesn't really work because if you look at a star, you'll go, you can walk 20 miles and go, oh, fuck, it's still in the same spot. But this particular star seemed to guide them, right? And they walked. All right, let's wrap it up. They walked there. And then there was, there was, there we was got other questions three here. wise men. Three wise men showed up and they had frankincense, gold, and myrrh. And uh, I believe one of them was, uh, they were all. Now, who were the three wise men? Like what? Uh, one of them was called Balthazar. Yeah. And, uh, and why were they there? Uh, Ray and Finkel. Yeah, Ray, <laughs> Ray Finkel. <laughs> Balthazar, Ray and Finkel. Why, why were they there? Um, they, they were there because King Herod um, had heard something about like there'd be a, a, a baby born mm-hmm. and he was getting a bit upset about there being a new Christ. And there was people that were thinking about bumping him off and they were like, we have to see the, the Lord, man. Okay. What is Yule? Um, it's something you tie things together with. <laughs> That's why you go, oh, you go, well, my parcel needs a yule tie. Yule tie. Yule tied? Yule tied. Oh, no, yield, no, yule tied is a detergent. No way. It makes your clothes smell like right. candy cane. Okay. Yule tied. <laughs> um, is Christmas a pagan holiday? Uh, the pagans are always bloody involved with everything, but I'm going to go, no, it's not. It's a Christian holiday. The pagans aren't Christians. All right. And was Jesus actually born on December 25th? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. It, it, like like the idea. Cause, <laughs> like cause, I used to, no, Because no, our no. calendar is meant to go from the date of Jesus' birth. That's how we, we have our 2020 and that type of stuff. And, and that's why religious people believe the world isn't that old, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, he was obviously born on uh, January 1st. Yeah. <laughs> and we New, know, New Year's we, baby. What happened was we didn't want to double up on the birthdays. So they went, slap it back a week. Slap it back a week. Give mm. us a whole week off work. Yeah, that's smart. Um, who celebrates Christmas? How many How many people around the world? Uh, let me count. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, three billion people. Three billion. Three billion. How many people are on the planet? Seven billion. Yeah, that might be right. I don't know. Yeah, three. Three. There's three, a lot of. There's a lot of other religions. Okay, but, but, but what I'm saying, like, so, so there might be different measurements there because you might be going how? Because I celebrate Christmas and I don't. I'm not religious. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, so I'm saying three billion, including all the people like me who just mm-hmm. get on board. 
right? Yeah. And all the people who are like, Hanukkah sucks, mum, can we have a Christmas, right? <laughs> and then, uh, but I'm going to say like 2 billion religious people. Is, to be in is Christmas the most important holiday in Christianity? Remember this with Hanukkah. It, it, it's not as important as Easter if you're religious. Yeah, okay. Um, what was the massacre of the innocents? Um, uh, I don't know. Oh, dude, that's what my, my high school was named after. The Holy Innocence. Yeah, yeah, the massacre of the Innocence was the time that uh, Jack lost his virginity. Is <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's headphones? One's like cutting in and out. I, I just touched your cord like an asshole. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, when was Santa introduced into the Christmas world? Um, old Saint Nick. I think Saint Nick was actually based off a real person. Um, I believe. I, I reckon Saint Nick's probably goes back five hundred years. Okay, and then he was he was originally with different outfits, and then Coca Cola came in and made him uh, red and white. He probably wore red and white every now and again, but it solidified that with uh, old advertisements back in the nineteen twenties. Do you know what political cartoonist is largely responsible for defining what modern Santa Claus looks like? If that is because I, I know we said it was Coca Cola in another episode, but then I have this question here, so I don't know if this is right. Um, wh whoever the, was the bloke who, who who drew the original Mad Magazine. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, Alfred E. Newman with a bid. What Roman holiday held from December 17th to the 23rd had a large influence on how Christmas was celebrated? Oh, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that the Dutch have a different one. The Dutch have Sinterklaas and the, they Winterfest or whatever they That's know. not what I asked you, though. I know, but there's different. I know, but this is what you things, do. You're always like, I there's also other things. There's other things that are close to Christmas, but they're not quite Christmas. Okay. I'm going to write a book on Black Pete and what he gets up to. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, haven't seen the Black Pete clip from the Jim Jeffries show, get online and watch it. It's well good. worth a view. Yeah. It's well worth a view. Um, a couple more questions here. Uh, what Christian group banned Christmas in Boston from 1659 to 1681? Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. No, I, I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, from what years? 1659 to 1681 in Boston. Um, oh, God, Christian the group. The Southeast. <laughs> oh, oh it, would, uh, it would be um, Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness, uh, although they believe in a type of Christianity, they don't believe in Christmas or birthdays or anything like that. So they still don't celebrate that. In what country did the custom of putting up a Christmas tree originate? I would give that to the Germans. Yeah. Because of Tannenbaum and ha them having the song. Why would they write the song? Yeah. Okay, here's a couple more questions. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? It is. It is. It's, it's open for debate. Because <laughs> no. I started watching with my son just the other day because we were going through Christmas movies because it's Christmas. Yeah. And um, Merry Christmas. It turns out Die Hard, I started with my son like, you want to see a real Christmas movie? <laughs> There's like tits in the first scene. It's an office party yeah. and someone's shagging some woman and the, the terrorists come in. And then <laughs> so you, you forgot about that? Yeah, I just forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I just, know about I that I just part forgot either. about it. I'm sitting there with an eight-year-old eight going, oh, it's got to be a bit because he likes action movies. Yeah. And I'm like, He's got, he gets like a hose and jumps off the building. There's like tits and cocaine in the first two minutes. <laughs> in the first two minutes. And some, and, and, so he thought and, it was a home movie and the, or something? And, and the Asian guy who's who's the boss who they hijack, his brains get splattered against the wall in like the first 10 minutes. So yes, yes, it's a yes, Boris. Okay. Yes, Virginia, it is a Christmas movie. What is currently going on in Europe in regards to Santa Claus? Do you know anything about that? There's something uh, going on, maybe controversial. Um, I, I, I look. If I, I believe that probably 
Oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Maybe the feminist movement has gotten involved and said, why does he have to be a man? I don't know. Okay. And what what's the war on Christmas? The war on Christmas is the people here in America. That don't, it's mostly the left-wing people, and I consider myself a moderate that, that leans slightly to the left, but dickheads who are like, don't say Merry Christmas, and then people like Trump get along going, I'm saying Merry Christmas, and who gives a fuck? And they want to say seasons, greetings, and all that type of stuff, but I, I don't believe in God, and I'm still happy to say Merry Christmas. I like okay. Christmas. And um, I think I missed this one. Um, where is that? What is the true, the quote, true meaning of Christmas? Um, uh, good tidings and love for all mankind. Mm, okay. All right, Jerry. Um, Jerry Boulder, thank you for being here. On a zero to 10, 10 being the best, how did Jim do on his knowledge of Christmas? Well, he was really off to a tremendous start with his knowledge of the history of the nativity. I was going to give him an A. Yeah. There, but boy, he started slipping after. <laughs> yeah. After. Uh, the shepherds were not uh, guided by the star. They were guided by an angel. Uh-huh. Uh, he only knew one out of three magi, failed on Yule. Yeah. Oh, he got pagans right. Um, <laughs> December. Okay, so I'm going to... It's Christmas, so I'll boot him from a C plus to a B minus, which would give him a what six out of ten. Oh, I'll take it. Man. Sure, yeah. okay, yeah, I'll take it. All right, yeah, we'll have a chance to go back and correct him. Don't worry, that's what we're gonna do now. So, yeah. Kelly, confidence, how do you do? I think confidence was an eight. I, the surprising thing was that you knew about King Herod wanting to get rid of all the babies. Yeah, man. I didn't. Yeah. I was surprised by that. I'll give you an eight. I didn't even know. I thought he was lying. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about anything. Like, I, even I'm not religious at all. I know nothing about anything. So when it comes to religion or. Anything. I've watched a lot of like Cecil B. DeMille religious films as a kid. Mm. It was like that was oh, my, wow. my mother's jam and so, we watched those. So you're at 14 points. You know what? I'm going to give you seven. So you get two shoes. I don't want okay. <laughs> two shoes for Christmas. These aren't the ones I asked for. You, yeah. you are my real dad. Okay. Um, <laughs> Christmas. So, so Jerry, uh, let's start just how far back does the origins date? He said probably 520 AD. And then if we can talk yeah, about just a little bit the origin. Late. Yeah. Um, he's right in that it was not celebrated right away. It, it probably um, early 300s would be a better date for okay. that. That's, that's the moment in which Christianity becomes legal, that uh, up to that time it was persecuted. And uh, after the uh, Emperor Constantine, it's, it's legit out, of the, in, out in the open, able to celebrate. Yeah, okay. So, so Christianity was the original weed. <laughs> okay. Didn't Put that on a that. t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll sell in Silver Lake. So, uh, um, and so I know he we, we do celebrate on December twenty fifth. I know he's right on that. Um, but the original story the, that you said he got that pretty close to how it was. Is there anything he missed? I mean, or- knowing about Nazareth, I mean, hats off, Jim. Well done. Thank you, thank you, Jesus and Nazareth. And, uh, I've been to uh, Israel. Yeah. The easy birth. That's that one was debated, um, and finally, uh, the church decided after a vision um, of a Hungarian saint around twelve hundred that uh, Mary had suffered no birth pangs at all, and the baby just poof appeared at her feet oh so, i i heard that joseph walked in and went that's an ugly baby and she went i'm still sitting on my donkey <laughs> that's how the turkey got uh <laughs> got for Christmas dinner. Um, so very very good on that one um yule 
is the uh, Nordic name for uh, Christmas, still used uh, in Northern England, and uh, the, the root of, of Christmas words in Scandinavia. Mm. Uh, can, can I ask you, just going back, so when they de- decided to celebrate Christmas, the first, you said 380 around there sometime, yeah. What what would the, that look like? Like, what was that? It would have been a church service primarily. Yeah. But the fact that it occurred in the midst of the Roman holiday period, uh, right between Saturnalia and uh, the Roman New Year, meant that really quickly uh, all kinds of accretions landed onto it, like, like gift bringing and uh, uh, greenery uh, decoration. That kind of stuff stuck. Things like uh, cross-dressing and uh, wild dances in the streets and dressing up like animals didn't stick. Uh, that was popular in Sodom. That's a little earlier, though. Wow. It would be fun if we still cross-dressed. Yeah, if, they add, if they added cross-dressing into the Christmas traditions. That'd be yeah, fun. Yeah. You could yeah. now. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you could. Yeah. I hear that Santa is actually Mrs. Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the three wise men, I know Jim probably didn't get their names right. Why were they there? What were their names? And what was... Um, Gaspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. Melchior. Yeah. They were uh, following a star. They'd seen his sign in the east and come to worship him and brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So almost full marks for that. Yeah. I only knew the name Balthazar. I'm a big fan of the Rankin-Bass uh, animate uh, stop motion shows from my childhood. Oh, I was obsessed yeah. with them as a kid. I tried to get my son on board and he was like, this is shit, dude. And I'm like, it's good. It's good, it's good stuff. <laughs> but the stop like... motion is, is not good. I know because when I was younger, that's what I was in, the Rudolph stop motions. I remember watching those, but I can imagine a kid today would just be like, this is Yeah, animation's yeah. really good now. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Santa Claus is coming to town is my favorite. Favorite thing ever, Heatmeister and Snowmeister and all that stuff. Um, but there was the little drummer boy. He he went and there was no drummer boy. That's just the song. There was no kid rocked up with a drum and started bothering everyone. That didn't happen. Not right? as far as we know. Okay, no. good. That's why we have the uh, Carol Silent Night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of contradiction in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, Silent Night. I'll sing a song about it. No, no, no. The whole premise is it's going to be silent. Yes, to music. No, no. The little drummer boy is probably the reason King Herod wanted all the little boys killed. <laughs> and then we got Silent Night. That's what I'm guessing. So Frankincense oh, Frank and, <laughs> Frank and Myrrh, I just know that as like incense. Um, no, yeah. We know what gold is. Myrrh, uh, Frankincense was like a lotion or something like that? The last two um, are, are about worship. That's that's the incense. And myrrh, that's actually an embalming. Embalming. Paste. It's a bomb. Um, so, uh, that, you know, the carol, uh, We Three Kings, talks about uh, uh, power and uh, praise and sacrifice being the and, essence of the three and, gifts. And what record do we have of these people actually being wise? Were they just people who big, big mouth themselves, like, I'm really smart, or did they win Jeopardy? <laughs> Well, uh, they did very well on on uh, Christmas Mastermind. <laughs> the, the Greek word is is magoi, uh, which means mage or or wise guy. All right. Uh, and, 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 yeah, okay. Oh, was it so? Was it more like wise guy, like a, a, a Jersey version Joe of Pesci, like that? Yeah. Uh, 
Where's the gold? Yeah. Where's the gold? Got some cup of cola for you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's how Jesus got his name. One of them walked in and looked at the baby and went, Jesus, Jesus. Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, who had birth of that kid? I say, I can no respect. Uh, I should have done a Sopranos Christmas episode. You know, it never happened. Um, so is Christmas a pagan holiday? He said no. Yeah, you yeah. got that one right. Yep. Uh, when was Jesus actually born on December twenty fifth? It's as good a date as any. Um, it doesn't come from the uh, Roman holiday period as we used to think. Uh, it's based on a weird calculation uh, that says that the Earth was created uh, around the time of the spring solstice, and that would uh, equate to the uh, uh, the conception of Jesus. And so, nine months after the Spring solstice, poof, gives us December 25th. Oh, okay, yeah. I really thought about when he was conceived. <laughs> when he was born, but yeah. Checks so out. He was conceived by an angel, right? Or the angel just told in the uh, conception? Yeah, the Holy Spirit we uh, we generally uh, give the responsibility to. It's the same as Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I, You know, going what? back. The midichlorians. Oh, I see. Yep. Okay. Nice. I think that's good. Um <laughs> Who celebrates Christmas and how many around the world? Jim said around 3 billion, maybe 2 billion are religious. Do we have numbers on that? or No, we don't. Um, but it's not a bad guess. Mm. It, it is publicly celebrated pretty much everywhere uh, except Saudi Arabia. Uh, even North Korea puts up trees in uh, tourist hotels. Um, really widely spread. So, yeah, a 3 billion guess, 4 billion. It wouldn't be far off. Oh, so if you went to a hotel in Saudi Arabia, they wouldn't, yeah, right now. Yeah. No, I uh, wouldn't be wearing it. <laughs> and that's the most oppressive thing about that place. <laughs> the nerve. We, we, should, we should start protesting that. Yeah, yeah, you get some bloody Christmas tree burgers you have them walking around. It's bloody brilliant. <laughs> um, I don't even know if this is a question you can answer, but what is the true meaning of Christmas? Is that... Is it? It was really good. Um, Christmas has all kinds of meanings, which is why it survived for almost 2000 years and why it has such a hold. You know, it's about gift giving, but it's also about the nativity, the incarnation of God and man. It's about generosity, reconciliation, uh, tremendous answer there. Good tidings, yeah. peace on earth, good will toward yeah. men. Yeah, peace on earth. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add, James? Presents. <laughs> presents <laughs> i love christmas as a kid i used to just lose me fucking shit I, I i believed in santa claus for a strangely long time like i, I don't know that i think i was nine i think uh, i think my, this might be my son's last santa claus christmas and i'm, I'm dreading it so i'm really going to town this year he still believes in it right he still believes yeah, Hope yeah. It doesn't listen have, to you told, have you told the story about the notes you had oh write? yeah yeah when i was when i was a kid i don't know if i told this i i when I was a when I was a kid at the school, right? So so we were in like year five or year six. So we were like twelve. We were no, thirteen. We we're thirteen years old, right? And what they do is, we're in primary school. They'd get the kids in the in the year one to write letters to Santa. It was a sweatshop. This school, right? <laughs> they'd get the kids to write letters to Santa. Then they'd give them to the grade six kids, the thirteen year olds. And we, as a as a task in our class, we'd have to write back as Santa to be delivered back to the kids, the the, the younger kids, right? So we get sent all these letters up into our class. And I'm sitting next to this girl. She's called Fiona. Uh, I won't say her second name in case she sues. But um, so we're sitting there. She's, sue you. She's, thir she's 13. She's sitting next to me. We're writing the letters. And she looks at me and she goes, this is really wrong, this. I don't feel comfortable at this. These letters should be getting to Santa. <laughs> <laughs> 
just looked at it. I was, I was, I was, it's not my place to tell it. I'm like, yeah, I can tell me about Howard. <laughs> How will these kids even get their presents? Right? The way I found out, I was maybe nine or ten or something like that. And I had one toy that I got that was made of wood. Right, and I, I knew how Christmas worked. Santa had the helpers in the store, and they bought the presents, and then he delivered them. The elves weren't making the stuff from Mattel; they weren't making Hot Wheels. Right, mm-hmm. Hot Wheels made Hot Wheels, and Santa delivered them. But there was a few things the elves obviously did make, and I had this wooden puppet. I like puppets as a kid, right? And this wooden puppet, right? And uh, my friend came over. My friend came over, and he, and I go, look at me Christmas haul. I got this. I got an Atari. I got a thing, and I go, and this wooden puppet here. This one was actually made by the elves. (laughs) And he looked at me like I was a simpleton. He didn't even have to say anything. And I just went, oh, no. (laughs) That's where your comedy career started. I was kidding. (laughs) Fucking idiot. You believe me? Elves is the brand. (laughs) Um, What was the massacre of the innocents? It's not when Jack lost his virginity, was it? No, no, no. it has to have happened. Uh, (laughs) Still waiting. Yeah, that's that's Herod's massacre of the boys in in, uh, Bethlehem. Can you expound on that a little bit? So what? So what was the catalyst for him wanting everybody to be dead? Uh, the wise men show up in Jerusalem and say, uh, where's this uh, new, newborn king of the Jews we hear about? And Herod, being king of the Jews, gets a little antsy and uh, consults his soothsayers. And they say, well, the scriptures say uh, Bethlehem, likely. So Herod says to the wise men, uh, it's off in Bethlehem, uh, just down the road. Uh, let us know where you find the kid. And so they go off and uh, worship the newborn babe and are warned in a dream about Herod. And so they leave. And Herod, discovering he has been deceived, sends in the secret police and they massacre all the uh, young boys of, of Bethlehem. It's like the plot it's of Home Alone. Alone. Yeah, well, it's a little in fact. I watched a different Home Alone, I guess. It's, it's, it's a little in fact that if Trump got a second term, that was his plan. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Get rid of the COVID. No. Yeah, just <laughs> bought a barrier he was. Um, yeah, it's very Game of Throny. That's what it is. Uh, but also, yeah. like, like all the women in town must have been like, this is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. When they got to like their 20s, they're like, what? There's no men in this town. <laughs> yeah, fair point. They're all a couple years older or younger. Yeah. Um, so when was Santa introduced into the Christmas world? Um, he's off by a few centuries there. Uh, St. Nicholas uh, is around since the 300s. He becomes the gift bringer around 1100. Um, he is, um, he kind of spawns Santa Claus uh, about 1820. Who was this guy if he, if he didn't become a gift giver for another 700 years or whatever? Like, who, yeah. who was he? He was the most powerful saint in heaven aside from the Virgin Mary. He was the patron saint of just about everywhere but particularly the patron saint of children. But did he live? Did he live with us? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. He, was a, he was a bishop in what's now Turkey. Um, uh, I, I, I visited the church in, uh, in southern Turkey where uh, he's supposed to be buried. Oh, so he's from Turkey. He seems awfully white. <laughs> yeah. That was before it was Turkey. That was still part of the Roman Empire. Yeah. And then we in another episode we did on Coca-Cola, the, he said that the red and white was because it was it came from a Coca-Cola ad or That's something like that. That's a myth. That's a myth. Yeah, absolutely. No, Coke had nothing to do with the invention of Santa. It's just that their ads done by Haddon Sunblom, uh, a 
Chicago artist in 1931 on were omnipresent. You went every store, every billboard, the side of every bus had those ads on it. And so the red and white led people to think that Santa had been the product of Coca-Cola. So Coke, is, Coke isn't the reason he wears red and white, but it is the reason he can deliver all those presents in one night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is why we have this podcast, so like get things correct. In another episode on mushrooms, there was this something about like the red and white of the mushrooms being associated. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, I there was a whole book written about that. So yeah. yeah. And again, no, that's not, we're not... Yeah, because we're gonna go with you. you're the Christmas expert, so that was uh, we're gonna go with you on that. Okay. When, when 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 were the elves introduced? Was that just someone writing a book? Well, that's interesting. Um, see, Saint Nicholas is the gift bringer up until the 1820s, and he is a Catholic bishop. But um, American poets turned him into um, a secular figure dressed in fur in a sleigh pulled by reindeer. Uh, just an idea that they had because it was still the uh, the little ice age in the early 1800s so if santa claus uh, has some kind of polar connection um then they adopted all of these house elves that that populate scandinavian folk literature and uh, give them the elves so they they pop up about the eight, 1840s oh the scandinavians with the elves i, I learned that off uh eurovision movie yeah yeah icelandic elves and all that have you ever seen the finnish movie uh rare exports i'm gonna think through all the finnish movies i've seen no <laughs> oh, really it's it's the third best christian uh christmas movie ever made and uh, the third best, all right. Now, this rare, is already a question. Rare, so, rare, rare, rare exports, five, man. Rare exports, and, it's uh, yeah. Okay, rare exports. Oh, is, is it better than Die Hard? Wait, exports or experts? Exports, exports, yeah. rare exports. Okay, so what's your top two then, man? Well, uh, it is uh, the Scrooge, the 1951 Scrooge with Alistair uh, Sim in black and white, except no colorized version. And the number two would be Fred <laughs> and Barbara Stanwyck in. Remember the night, 1940. Okay, but have you seen the Bill Murray Scrooge? Yes, I have. Okay. All right, well, <laughs> uh, he's holding his nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you the best Christmas movies ever. We might have a different. I don't mind a Wonderful Life, right? I, I don't mind that film. Yeah. It's a bit depressing. It's about suicide and all that type of stuff. It's a bit unchristmasy. Your number one is Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah. Then your number two, Home Alone. Boom shakalaka. You watch them, you'll be very. What about happy. Die Hard? You said that's a Christmas movie. Die Hard's not. No, Die Hard's. Actually, it's a Christmas movie, but it's Die not the Hard best. Die Hard 1 hasn't dated that well. The, the rest of the Die Hard's where they ramped it up. Like he starts off just like as a cop. He's just like, oh, no, I'm caught in this building. I've got no shoes on. Yeah. And then the next one, he's like a superhero. And I thought yeah. he gets better and better. He gets more powerful. Do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? Absolutely not. No. Uh, do you do you watch Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation National? I Open? do. Yeah, very it's a, nice. It's a it's a good uh, film. What about a, I Christmas I story? I find Ernest Saves Christmas, but uh, oh so yeah, <laughs> Ernest Saves. Christmas. I love I've Ernest Saves Christmas. I've, the, I've never seen Ernest Saves Christmas. Well, I got the Ernest movies on a DVD box at home. I'll bring them over. My son's really <laughs> vibing with these new the Santa Chronicles or whatever on Netflix. They brought out one last year, and it's Kurt Russell playing Santa Claus. Yep. Oh yeah, he's really liking those. I haven't watched them, but he digs them. What about A Christmas Carol? That's not in anyone's list. I feel like that. What that about one. White Christmas? That was a good I've one. I've never seen like most of these movies. A Christmas uh, Story you've seen? Polar, Polar Express. Fudge. Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm going to put another one in the top five. 
This isn't even controversial. I don't believe. I can't. I can't believe it's not my top two. Elf. Yeah, Elf is. Oh, Elf's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Elf's an awesome movie, man. Yeah, Elf's pretty high up there. I think. Charlie Brown Christmas. My my, my wife. Uh, she she prefers Home Alone two, to Home Alone one. Oh, good heavens! Yeah, I wish you told me before we got married. I could have bloody, I could have dodged a bullet, but now I'm now I'm stuck in this relationship. She likes Home Alone too. I like Home Alone too. What's wrong with Home Alone too? It's good, but it's not a patch on Home Alone one. When I was younger, I preferred two. I feel I like I feel like recently. I've mentioned this before, but my mom's legs are in Home Alone too. We have so we to have to go movie. with that one. What and, do you mean her legs? And her president in the off? second movie? In the scene where the robbers, they, they're staking out the toy store because they want to she rob it. She doubled for Joe Pesci. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> they're, they're sitting the in the calves. little toy houses waiting for the store to close, and a woman walks by, and they follow her legs and watch her, and that's my mom. Oh, so yeah. my mom has been in a movie with Trump. Well Which done. is very cool for her. Yeah, Don, Don, <laughs> very Don, exciting. Yeah, Donald Trump's in that movie. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, we mustn't overlook elves. A 1990 movie in which a love-hungry Nazi elf is part of a fiendish plan to create a super race and bring back a Hitlerian Fourth Reich. What the right? Fuck? When you say elves, Whoa. when you say oh, elves, is it spelt with two s's? <laughs> <laughs> Might have to watch yeah, that uh, one. Wow. Who's in that? Remember Grizzly Adams, um, the actor there, um, plays a department store Santa Claus who saves the virgin who is to be mated to the elf. So um, put that on your list. I'll tell you which one I I'll like. I'll tell you another one. Not bad Santa. I like yeah, bad Santa. Yeah, don't watch that with an eight-year-old. That's what I was about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah, I thought, oh, this would be a bit of a laugh. Oh, no. No, I like bad Santa. That's a good one. Okay. Um so is this wrong then as far as a political cartoonist being responsible for defining modern Santa? Is that? Yeah, the face of the modern Santa comes from the 1860s by uh, the cartoonist Thomas Nast. Oh, okay. Um, he was the guy who also invented the Republican. Um, the elephant. Elephant and the Democratic the Mule. Oh, you just said, oh, right. Like he knew Thomas Nast was. No, 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 no. He was saying it was a political cartoon. Oh, I thought great... you were going, oh, I do like his stuff. <laughs> Nast? Nasty there, Nast? I, I, I'm just stroking my sound a bit now. <laughs> uh, he's got a good resume there. It's Santa and Democrats and the Republicans. Yeah, gonna... the, the, the truth is he's trying to draw Santa three times. It's <laughs> 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 just terrible. Like, that one looks like a donkey. I give it to the bloody... <laughs> Which one's I don't know which one. Yeah. Oh, okay, so the elephant is the donkeys. Oh God, the donkeys, the Democrats, the elephants. Yeah, the you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe you touched on this. What Roman holiday held from December 17th to the 23rd had a large influence on how Christmas was celebrated? Was that what you were talking about earlier? With the Yeah, Saturnalia. We used to think that. We don't think so much anymore. Um, but it's it's really the Roman New Year on the 1st of January that had that gave us most of the stuff like um, uh, presents and Okay. Yeah, okay. And then what Christian group banned Christmas in Boston from 1659 to 1681? Well, it wasn't the JWs. Uh, it was the Puritans. Ah, the ah, bloody Puritans. Puritans. They're, no fun They're always up to no good. <laughs> Keeping everything pure and not fun. <laughs> yeah, the JWs. I've never heard of that before That for the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, yeah. I'll saying. tell you, I think it is about the Puritans. They've never been invited to an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> The whole group, <laughs> none of them, none of them is like, oh, but she's really hot. No, I don't care. It's gonna be a nightmare. She's gonna want to burn something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's the different. The burning in it. Don't pagans burn things? Nah. Pagans, Pur pagans, Puritans and Puritans are different. Puritans and pagans aren't the same thing. Yeah, don't don't they even get started on the Quakers. I think, I think they're the opposite. Yeah. 
In what country did the custom of putting up a Christmas tree originate? He said Germany. Yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, the custom of putting up a Christmas tree outdoors is not Germany, but the custom of bringing a Christmas tree indoors is Germany. Wow. Yeah, I was surprised. Oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum. So outdoors is different. Yeah, yeah, the, so cu- the custom so- of having a tree outdoors <laughs> was Mother Nature. Yeah, it goes back quite a far away before houses. <laughs> Started by political cartoonists. Um, yeah, did you see the one this year in Times Square? Oh, it was like it was really ratty looking. Did you see it at all? No. Uh, it was like everyone, of course, was like peak twenty twenty, but it was a shit tree. And then there was an owl that was like still sitting yeah. in the tree. <laughs> My kid. tree, I got a big ass tree this year. It's not taking water. I put water in to begin with. Am I doing something wrong? It's not taking the it's not 2020. Sucking, it's not sucking up the water. Is it screwed too close to did its you, base? Did you cut the, the, the trunk? Yeah, after you yeah, got they it? did all that. Luis has a trick for Don't you put some sort of cola in the Christmas tree? Oh, they put that, that, that Mexican Fanta milky drink. Muchacha. Horchata. Did you say muchacha? Horchata. Horchata, yeah. <laughs> That's why I never ordered it. I love it, but I can never get it. Hey, can I get a large muchacha? <laughs> a woman comes out from the back. <laughs> Bring out the cook. Yeah. Oh, no, what is a muchacha? That's a woman. That's a woman, yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> can I get a large muchacha? Yeah. I, I, well, it is a milk-based drink, yeah, so I'm, it could I, just I, be. I, I'm going I'm to order that, and I'll be happy if I get either. Yeah, uh, yeah no, we, we put seven up in our trees. We put seven up in the tree. We put seven up really? in the tree. We've done the seven up trick. Oh, I see. I thought, I thought it was a Mexican thing. I guess not. Yeah. Well, he uh, obviously he's Mexican. He's <laughs> no. got muchachos. No, no, this is the thing. We went and bought the tree, and they have that, that stuff that you put in the bottom, that green stuff that you spray in, but it's not good for pets, and we have little cats, and we don't want the cats drinking from it. And so a Mexican guy comes up to there us. There you go. Who, who, who was, we were selecting a tree. He goes, oh, put seven up in there, man. Mm-hmm. Seven. Jerry, do you have any tricks? Do you know any of this? Or? Yeah, seven up works. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably didn't, you put vodka in the seven up, didn't you? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that's, and, that's and, the problem. With and the Tracy goes, it, it, it doesn't. The level doesn't seem to be going down because I go down there and drink it and then refill <laughs> it. Well, how how long have you had the tree? Oh, it's it's over a week. It's been like since January first, December first. <laughs> yeah, I guess you should have been taking up water. I don't know what to tell water, you. Is it's, it, it's not. I go is, put my hand. It's splashing around is in it water. Losing needles. I'm what. It's not. It's 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 get, it's it's wilting a little bit. It's got like the branches are going down a little bit. But, yeah, but well, see if it can it, hold out. It'll last till Christmas. Yeah. Um, okay. And we talked about this yesterday, Jerry. Santa Claus in Europe currently something is happening there. Yeah, there's a war against Santa as being uh, an American interloper. Uh, after World War II, <laughs> um, Santa Claus was really adopted uh, in Western Europe. Um, American troops had brought it. Uh, it was, you know, sort of the the American future, uh, prosperity, consumerism, good times. At the same time, the Red Army had conquered Eastern Europe, and they abolished Saint Nicholas and brought in a uh, an, a secular imposter named Grandfather Frost, Dead Moroz. Mm. So, um, Europe has had these two foreign gift bringers. And in the 1990s, when the Red Army left, um, Eastern Europe uh, rejoiced, booted out Grandfather Frost, and brought back in St. Nicholas. And this prompted Western Europeans uh, to say, out with Santa Claus, uh, let's bring back, uh, in in Germany, um, 
uh, Bring Back the Christ Child, Das Christkind. Uh, in the Netherlands, it's uh, Saint Nicholas. In France, it's uh, the baby Jesus, uh, Le Petit Noel or Le Petit Jesus. And in Spain, it's the three wise men. So this movement is called patrimonialization and it's an anti-imperialist uh, attempt to bring back traditional gift bringers. Yeah, but we won. We won the war, man. Santa beats all. <laughs> I thought it was called like Sinterklaas in, in, in Holland, right? Sinterklaas? Yeah, yeah. Sinterklaas is, is how uh, he gets taken to North America. And, and that's the name that these New York poets hear orally, they hear Santa Claus and turn it into Santa Claus. And he rides on a horse and uh, he doesn't do this late. He does a horse ride and he wears one of those like bishop hats, pointy hat. Yep. Mm. And uh, you know about Black Pete? Indeed. Yeah, yeah, Black Pete, there's, there's the war against Black Pete well, now. Black, Black Pete's almost gone. We went and did a field piece on Black Pete and they go, oh, we're going to change it to Chimney Pete, right? So <laughs> so for all the people who aren't listening, who are listening right now, haven't seen anything, please Google Black, just put Black Pete into your search engine yeah. and then step away, <laughs> right? And, oh, I tell, I'm going to tell you. But then from the Jim Jeffrey yeah. show, watch, we did a field piece on what it. You did so. feel, but it's basically, it's it's Santa's friend. And if you, and, and now they're saying they're friends. But if you go back historically, he was like a slave of Santa. And if you're good, <laughs> Santa Claus gives you a gift. And then Black Pete, if you're bad, Black Pete puts you in a sack and takes you to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> like it's quite the dilemma. You want to really be good, right? And so, so, and so now they're saying because he he has the curly hair, and people do blackface in Holland, in the most inclusive society in the world, where they have prostitution and drugs and all that type of stuff, and and then they do blackface. And uh, they gold jewelry and, a, and an Afroy yeah. wig, and it's really offensive looking. You, you, you could be the most racist person in the, in the world and go, "Oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that." <laughs> yeah, yeah that, like that one's no good. And so, so, so now they're saying the reason he's black isn't because he's black, is because he's gone down the chimney first before Santa Claus making him black. Although for some reason it's just his hands and his face. <laughs> yeah. And, and somehow rest... his hair becomes a fro and he has big red lips. <laughs> and the rest yeah. the rest of his outfit's pristine. Yeah. <laughs> Hit yeah, the dry so, cleaners. Uh, they're getting first. rid of him, right? Right, Jerry or they uh, a United Nations delegation came over and said, uh, yeah, get rid of him, he's racist. Also get rid of Saint Nicholas. Uh, you've already got Santa Claus. And they just about lynched her. They, she had to be escorted uh, to the airport, flown back to New York. Yeah, ironically. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, uh, it, it, they're very passionate about yeah, Black yeah. Pete. Like, the, the, the first time I saw Black Pete was this. It was very jarring. This is before we did the field piece. Really. I was performing in Afghanistan, right, during the war, not yeah. just for laughs. <laughs> and I was going out there to perform for the troops. And so I'm in Afghanistan, so there's Australian troops, American troops, British troops, Dutch troops, right, all the people that were there. And and it was it was in December, and then there was just all – I was with some American soldiers mm. in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a van, and we're driving through the base, and there's like eight guys in blackface – with hoop earrings and stuff like that, and I and I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that?" 
and, Merry and, Christmas. And, and then the American's like, that's the fucking Dutch, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was like fuming. He's like, you, you try to tell them they're not going to fucking listen about their fucking Black Pete. And I'm like, Black Pete? Also the name. He's yeah. just Black Pete. <laughs> it, 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 it could have been called Dark Dave. Like, it's just such a, such a fucking, like a weak-ass name. The thing is, too, the Dutch get all this credit because, oh, we legalize weed and prostitution. But when you travel the world, the English always get the most shit for taking over other countries, like, you know, colonizing. The, but the Dutch somehow flew under the radar. They're all over the world doing bad shit. The Dutch got away with murder. Yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> the, what? Why do you think there's a problem? There was a problem in South Africa. <laughs> yeah. It was the fucking Dutch, man. Yeah, yeah so they, they were everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The Dutch are just like, no, we have friendly people who like to have like different porcelain figures, you know? <laughs> <laughs> They legalize weed to be like, hey, we're cool, right? Everything's like, <laughs> hey, just take a joint, man. Yeah. Calm down. Um, <laughs> the war on Christmas. Uh, that's always at the forefront this time of year, right? Yeah, it, it's it's real. Um, there's always been a war of one kind or another against Christmas. We, we talked about the Puritans uh, inside Christianity. They're, they're still around. Uh, There's still Christian groups opposed to uh, Santa Claus and the celebration of Christmas. Uh, in the United States and England, it takes the form of a debate on how much room religion is going to be given in the public square. And Christmas is the time, it's the most visible time for Christianity in the course of the year. So that's when the secularists and the atheists will come out and uh, get their share of the spotlight and argue about it. But it's not an invention of, of Bill O'Reilly. It, it's, uh, it's real and, and takes all kinds of different shapes. Isn't it one of those things, though, that, you know, you can just choose to ignore it? Like, I know that people don't want you to say Merry Christmas or whatever. I say Merry Christmas. Mm. And if someone told me, told me uh, uh, I don't happy like holidays. That, Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I don't give a fuck. Say happy holidays. Mm. I say Merry Christmas. I, 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 the people who get upset by the Starbucks cups. Yeah. I don't yeah, think that, I, that all feels so manufactured to me, though. It feels like one of those things that like four people tweet about and then BuzzFeed picks up and are like people are fuming about that. Like, I've never met anybody who actually cares about this. I think it just got introduced as like, hey, let's be more inclusive and say happy holidays. And then people went ape shit. There was talk at one of my uh, my friend's kids school, not my, my not the school that my kid goes to, but I don't want to get in trouble with them um, <laughs> where, where they uh, where they wanted to change it to Winterfest. Or something like that. Mm. If you don't want the Christmas, don't, don't have it. You can't just hijack it and call it something else. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't, I mean. Where, back to the trees. When did, <laughs> when, like when you say first indoor tree, do we always gussy them up? Did we always cover them in? No, that took about 100 years. The first, uh, you, you bring a tree inside just the way you bring greenery inside at the, the barest time of the year. So you bring in, you know, ferns and cypress and holly and that kind of thing. And somebody in Germany got the idea to lop off the tops of Christmas trees, the tops of fir trees, bring them indoors and hang them up upside down from the ceilings as, you know, a bow, mm. a green bow to remind you that spring is coming. About four people died. Just <laughs> on there. Yeah. And so later they're tipping the tree, well, we would say right side up, and a, a the earliest decoration we know of is 1604. Mm. And uh, since then, uh, they used to be tabletop uh, trees. And uh, since the 19th century, they've gotten full-sized. Mm. And there is, there is a, they're sustainable, aren't they, Christmas trees? They're a farmed 
product, right? So you don't have oh, yeah. to feel bad about doing them. They're a sustainable thing. And you can always rent them. There, there's people who will rent you uh, a Christmas tree inside soil for the year, and then you give it back. Huh? Like in a, yeah, in a, in a pot? It's like a new, a, yeah. a newer thing, right? And you could, <sighs> you could have the same tree for 20 years. They just like sure. repot it every year after you give it back. Is that more expensive? I don't know. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only renting the bloody thing. <laughs> it's your tree now. You adopt it. Yeah, you it. buy it. You can do whatever you want to. Throw it out, make fire out of it. Yeah, it yeah. smells good. The real ones smell good. I got a fake. I haven't had a tree for years, but now that I, I have my own place, I, I got a I got a fake tree to start off with this year, and we're decorating. It's it's it's, it's nice. I'm, I'm allergic to it. I loved Christmas as a kid, and then there was a dark period of Christmas. I love Christmas now because I have a child. And I've always liked, even in the, there was there was an era that the time that I lived in England for 10 years, there was some dark Christmases, man. Yeah. There was some yeah. dark, we, me and my friend, Jason Whitehead was involved. I won't involve the, say the other person's name in case they're offended by. We used to have what we call a, a white Christmas, which just involved three blokes w without a family doing a hell of a lot of cocaine. <laughs> That's fast time. <laughs> and we'd watch movies. And, Did you exchange yeah. any gifts? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, all right, uh, Jerry Bowler. Uh, here's a time of the part of the show called Dinner Party Facts, where our expert gives us a fact obscure, interesting, that our audience can use to impress people on the subject. What do you got for us on Christmas? Well, I think uh, any Christmas party would be livened by your dropping into the conversation the mention of the Catalonian pooper. Yeah. In uh, Barcelona and northeastern Spain, it is customary to put a little figure of a peasant dropping his drawers, squatting and taking a dump, <laughs> and putting Jack that in your this. nativity scene. <laughs> wait, wait, Jack is, wait, wait a minute, Jack wait a minute. I wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> in what country is doing this? <laughs> It's northeastern Spain, Catalonia, Barcelona. Right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Just, if you go to Barcelona, they'll have one that's about uh, twelve feet tall. <laughs> but you can see poop coming out of the little figurine. And, and why? Um, why is it's, that? It's it, it it like a pile. Yeah, no, it's on the ground. Yeah. And, why? and you can buy it in the shape of uh, rock stars or or soccer players. <laughs> yeah, I was I was telling him that uh, my brother Scott and Jen went to Spain probably fifteen years ago, and they came back with a figurine of John Lennon shitting. <laughs> you never thought to question it. Well, they had mentioned something. It's like, oh, it's a Christmas pooper. But I was like, okay, I don't know. I never looked into it but, further. But, but what, what ha with the Christmas pooper, was there someone shitting at the nativity? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was. Uh, indoor plumbing had yet to be invented. And it's, a, it's an animal barn. So, yeah, manure would have been part of the original Christmas. Do, do the you asked why, do the, you asked do the, why. Do the Spaniards find this a humorous thing or do they take it seriously? Uh, it's a little... Um, it, it's it's something that they own. They're they're proud of it. <laughs> There's also, I have to tell you, a a pooping log, um, uh, in in which okay, so you, you get a log. That's with called a, little, a that's called a yule log. Yule, <laughs> and, and you you feed it um, during the course of a week, and then you cover it with a blanket at Christmas time. The kids come with sticks and beat it, saying. <laughs> Shit, log, shit, and outcome little presents. Wait, and, and that's in Spain too? Uh, northern Spain, southern France. Is that where dropping a log came from? That reference? Like that's... Oh, no, I think uh, it looks like a log. I think it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well I, in Australia, at the top of our Christmas tree, we don't have a star or an angel. We put a kangaroo dick. 
No, you yeah, don't. You do, yeah. yeah. And a wrecked kangaroo dick, and the scrotum hangs down, and then like, shut up. And then like, we go. To, all the little children come around. And we go, what's in the scrotum? And then you're like, what, one kid tries to climb to the top, and if it can get to the top and get to the scrotum, they get the present. It's normally a lolly or a testicle. Yeah, and that represents what? Christmas. No. <laughs> you, you, the pooper represents. in the book. Yeah. <laughs> what does the pooper represent? Like, again. Fertility. Yeah, that doesn't make Wait sense. Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I get my wife and I go, come over here, I want to show you how fertile I am. <laughs> Why in the dining room, Jim? <laughs> um, well, that is a, definitely a good dinner party fact. Uh, Jerry Bowler, we want to uh, mention again, uh, as author of many different books, um, the, uh, the World Encyclopedia of Christmas, a biography or a Santa Claus, a biography, Christmas in the Crosshairs, the world's greatest Christmas stories. This one sounds really interesting too. Uh, God and the Simpsons, the spirituality yeah. of Springfield. I don't know if that's a Christmas book, but that just sounds like an interesting. Um, yeah, but um, uh, it, this, the Simpsons was at least when I did this in the nineties, the most religious show on television. Wow. Oh, yeah, okay. Reverend Lovejoy, and they still go to church. Oh, yeah, Flanders, everywhere. Flanders, Flanders yeah. is super religious. And there was the fact that, like George Bush said, we need more families like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. And then there were people like they go to church every fucking yeah. week, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Jerry is G E R R Y, and then Bowler like a bowler. So please look him up and buy one of his books if you are interested. And do, do you something else you want to promote or say, Jerry? Sorry. No, just Merry Christmas to everybody. Oh, Merry Christmas, Christmas thank Jerry. You for thank you for us. coming on the show. I, I could have talked for another hour on that. There's still more things I want to talk well, about. Well, maybe Christmas. we'll have them on next year. We might have. We might yeah. do a follow-up Christmas episode. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever at a Christmas party and you see me shitting in the corner <laughs> and someone goes, hey, that's not Christmas, I'll go, I don't know about that. <laughs> see you next week. Hey everybody, Jason Ellis here from the Jason Ellis Show podcast, reminding you that my podcast, new episodes every Wednesday, downloadable, where all podcasts are available. Come see my friends, Michael and Kevin, as we talk to you about what's awesome, what sucks, fitness, fighting, parenting, life, spin kicks, LGBTQ community, how to defend yourself against a shark if it attacks you out of nowhere, and much, much more. So come join us.